Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome, everyone, to the NXT TakeOver 36 media call. We appreciate everybody that could take the time out of their day to join us today. On the line, we have Paul. Paul, do you have any opening comments? Just excitement, you know, and I know there's so many questions right now. And for me, it's a matter of like, I'm just just desperate to answer. Give you guys what you need to hear, right? Because there's a lot going on. Let's get into it. Our first question comes from... Sean Sapp from Wrestle My British Granny. Sean. Oh, oh hello. Hey, hey, guys. Please hey, unmute um, Mike. Paul, uh, thank you for doing this. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. For now, I'm good. You know. That's great. That's great. Uh, I'm also doing great, and we, we just appreciate you taking your time. I, I didn't ask, actually, but okay. Okay, well, uh, first question is one that, that's been on the minds of, of a lot of people. Um, why have you not fired Velveteen Dream? No comment. Our next question comes from Wigs R Us, Emmy winner, John Alba. Uh, it's great to chat with you, Paul, as always. Um, my check from Tony came in on time this week, so when can I expect yours? No comment. Our next question comes from WrestleNomics, Brandon Thurston. Hey, Paul. Thanks for taking the time today. I, I know I've been on the bad boy list for a while, so I, I'm really yeah. grateful for you yeah. uh, bringing me back here. Uh I just wanted to talk to you about uh, TV ratings, if I could. You know, you guys have been on Tuesdays now since April, and um, we saw some positive year-over-year growth for NXT uh, in April and May. But since June uh, and each month, month since, there's 
uh, been single digit declines in, in viewership year over year. Uh, so ratings are down, uh, despite NXT not going against another uh, wrestling show, which I don't worry, I'm not going to mention. I know you guys are focused on yourselves, but I just want to know, you know, what are you guys doing uh, to address the ratings and uh, what do you think the reason is for the ratings being down? You know, I actually am going to comment on that, Brandon, and I think it speaks to my leadership because, frankly, I said if you don't like it, don't watch, and they followed my lead on that. So I have a comment. So that's all I'll say to that. And also, it is not a sprint. And you should know that by now. Our next question comes from Dr. Chris Mueller of Reports of Bleachers. Hi, this is my first NXT call. Thank you so much for having me on. It will be your last. Yeah, well, probably. Uh, so I don't know if you're aware of this, Paul, but my father used to work for WWE and you guys used to work out together. And I was just wondering if you could comment on why he was stronger than you. Absolutely no comment whatsoever. Our next question comes from Owen of no last name, just Owen. Oh, wow. Hi. Uh, thanks, Triple H. Thanks for making the time today. I really Paul. appreciate it. Oh, it's Paul. Okay. Oh, so, sorry. Thank you, Mr. Triple H. Um, it's kind of not related, I suppose, to NXT and TakeOver 36 this weekend, but it's quite simple. Um, have you ever ridden a train with Ric Flair? I would love to comment, but no comment. Our next question comes from SP3 of Piped In Crowd Noise. Hey, Paul. How you doing? How you doing? How's everything? Clearly, I'm, I'm doing great. Clearly, you can see that, right? Why do you hate black people? Because you beat Triple H and you called them you people. Definitely no comment. Our next question comes from Kate of Sucks at Marvels. Um, inappropriately credited, but thank you so much for taking the time. I actually have two questions. Um, the first one is, did you guys know that, uh, that CM Punk's coming back to wrestling? on a different program and I'll ask my second one and then I'll, I'll get out of your way here. What is the contract status of Velvetrine dream at distraction next? I mean, I, I'm not going to comment on the second, but firstly we've, we've dealt with UFC fighters before, right? And when you've seen how it works, feel with someone that, that didn't cut it, you know, and we're going to go back to Cain Velasquez before we ever look at, at Phil, but good luck to him. Our next question comes from books of comics, Connor Casey. Connor, please, please fix your mic. Please fix your video. Connor, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Our next question comes from Carolina, North Carolina. Hello. Can you hear me? We can hear yes. you, yes. Unlike the last person, we, we couldn't hear them. We can hear you. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, um, I hope you're doing well today. Um, my question is, are you open for business? I have no comment on us not being open for business, but I will not comment on us being open for business. Our final question comes from Robert O'Neill from the Robert O'Neill section of Twitter. Hey, Paul. Uh, just want to know, how's your territory doing? You know what? I have had enough and of I all of you. This was for all pals. And O'Neill starts a feed from the jaws of victory with the popcorn and the chubby cheese. Distraction. Hey! Podcast. We will fill. Wins and losses.
distraction jack crosby's here we didn't even give jack crosby an intro in the bit brandon thurston's yeah. still around i feel i'm gonna bring brandon on because he's like actually good at what he does unlike these other dorks that we had on media call. <laughs> brandon how are you i'm fine how are you guys <laughs> we're good thanks for uh thanks for doing that i reached out and i was like dude if i can get thurston to ask about ratings that'd be great <laughs> and thank you for doing that yeah i'm a big fan of um fake media calls Brandon, you can plug anything if you would like. Oh, you can go to uh, russellnomics.com and read some of my written work and uh, see some resources. You can follow me at Brandon Thurston and at Russellnomics. I have a weekly podcast, Russellnomics Radio, that's on any podcast app. Just search for Russellnomics. And I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Russellnomics, where you can get all of my uh, daily Every weekday, there's a ratings report to 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 write up, and it's out there on the Patreon. There you go. See, Brandon was smart enough to just stick around backstage. I was like, well, yeah. I don't want him to just like hang around and not do anything, so I'll just put him on camera. I was hoping this would go 43 minutes as usual. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we, have, we have an actual show to do where we talk about absolutely nothing. We've done a 43-minute media call before. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> our fake federation, which is doing just about as well as NXT is right now. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Enjoy, enjoy this weekend, buddy. Alrighty, take care, guys. You too. See you, Brandon. <laughs> My Great God, stuff. Jack Crosby, Great how stuff. are you, fellas? How we doing? It's been a while. What, like two oh. weeks? Yeah, <laughs> dude. I, I've got to just apologize to everyone. Like we may have just, we may have just actively damaged careers there, man. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know if that I, went the way it needed to go. I gotta say, <laughs> I didn't know Brandon was going to be on. I didn't know Sean was going to be on. I got real. Yeah. I got real friends in this business, Jack Crosby. Real I know, friends. I, I did not expect that. Brandon popped me the most. I mean, come on yeah. now. He, that that man right now might be in the top three influential media members in wrestling right now. And he just pops on here to do this bullshit. <laughs> I was definitely I a choice. It. Yeah, it's definitely a choice. Politically, very very. Look, God bless them all for joining us here because that was a that was that was something, man. I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I messaged Brandon like in uh, a couple hours before the show. I think I told Joseph, I was like, I'm gonna try to get Brandon to ask a ratings question. And I, I've had very limited communication with him. So I was like, Hey, we're doing this. Do you like want to come on? He's like, it sounds tremendous. I'll be there. I was like, fantastic. I was very happy to get that one. Tremendous. Oh, let's read some super chats. Uh, JJ says, hello to my favorite big stars. Nice. Luther got you a PS5. Luther didn't give me, he got me this bracelet. Is this bracelet I'm wearing? Oh man, oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh all hell, Miller versus Kingston. Still can't believe Sting rested on TNT. Love you both. Thanks, JJ. Thanks, buddy. Guys, send your question, comments, uh, statements on super chats. Get them get them read on the air. Frank says, We're gonna win, pals. We certainly are. Distraction media calls are my new favorite medium of communication. We have to do a financials call at some point. I don't know what that's gonna be, yeah. but I've been told we have to do this. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I know. Uh, JJ also says top notch uh, by Paul Holbert. Thank you for the media doing our call. Crime the laughter. Welcome to the legend Jack Crosby. You know, I have to say, Jeremy said to me beforehand, he goes, We're gonna do fake names. So I'm sitting there, I'm getting ready to answer questions, and he goes, Opening comments from Paul, and I was like, Wonder who Paul's gonna be. And I looked at Jeremy, he's like, Looking at me, I was like, Oh, that's me. I'm Paul. (laughs) 
That's how we're playing the whole of Paul. I know, I get it, but I was, you know, very confusing. <laughs> Robert O'Neill just paid $5. Is he going to write this off? Uh, I didn't get to talk to him before I went on air, but tell Jack the Yankees are back. I wish we had a hot corner today. Six in a row, baby. Six in a row. There you go. Sounds really exciting, Jack. <laughs> I'm very excited. Shut up. I'm happy for you, man. That's that's the way I see it. It's just like, I'm happy for you. We'll leave it at that, right? That's fine. <laughs> Guys, we're here to talk about – what are we here to talk about? Oh, WWE SummerSlam? Whoa, whoa, let's, no. get this right, let's get this straight right now. Hold on. I even Sean Ross Sapp retweeted it last night, so, so I'm on to something here. Did you we're see here to talk, We're here to talk about Paul White and QT Marshall and nothing else. Did you nothing. see Tall Paul put us over? I did see that. Yeah. That, over, that, that, there's levels to this shit. Levels. It, it really is. He's on the top, baby. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired up for this match, Jack. Explain. All right. I, I'm a, look, I'm a QT Marshall guy. I liked I like the dude. I don't understand some of the hate for him. I like him. I think this character's awesome. I love this heel character. I love the bowling shirt bit. And Paul, I'm excited to see tall Paul back in the ring. He's a legend for Christ's sake. Yeah. I must say, I loved last night's segment. A little long for me. I like well, the idea of it because this be real. If they do it right, it'll be a nice piece of escapism on the pay-per-view. He's going to kill QT in a few minutes. And like, you, not everything needs to be a 20-minute you know, match of the year effort, right? Like, I think there's a place for it, man. But I think the big thing with this is, yeah, I don't know where you're at in this journey, but Jack and I just pop for Paul White. We find him fun. Yeah. And a lot of people don't. They hate Paul. <laughs> so they just, just they find it uninteresting, right? That's what it is. I don't have an issue with it because, like you guys said, he's going to come on there. He's going to he's gonna beat him in, like, two minutes, and that'll be it. The people will pop for it. Like, the people like Paul White, right? Especially, they're not going to do – they're not doing a Hager and, and Dusted match here. Oh. It's going to be a short little knockout thing. It'll be great. It'll, like you said, it'll be a nice break from everything. You're going to get yes. plenty of great wrestling on All Out. Right. It's okay to have, like, this little mm-hmm. short little match that uh, people people enjoy as, as a little nostalgia act. So you need I'm all for like it. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me at all. Right. Yeah, so you I need agree. something like this on a, on, a, on a loaded card like that, 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 you know, one of their biggest events of the year. Something like this doesn't hurt. But we have to all be clear here that if we watch the pay-per-view and they do a 30-minute match, Oh, I will call yeah. the cops. Like that's where, really? like I will draw the line. I will call the police. I will call the Chicago Police Department. I will have okay. someone there. So at what minute do you call the police? Do you wait until the finish? I call my, I, if 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 my stopwatch hits minute twelve, I'm calling the police. Twelve? So you're gonna you're gonna let it go? Twelve minutes? Well, because you know, you, you, when you fit in the shenanigans instead of the stalling, QT maybe playing a chicken shit heel, you have to factor that stuff in. But we hit twelve no, minutes. No. I'm calling the authorities. No, we don't need that much calling. We don't need. We don't need that much stalling. I do, do Jack. Twelve minutes. Next, poor wife's giving birth, and Jack's outside on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> you got to send someone. You don't, Rosemont, baby. It's getting out of hand over there. <laughs> I love. I, I'm gonna be there. I'd love if just like it goes 12 minutes and then the next match, whatever it is, the young bucks are in the steel cage and the cops just come out. Like, I'm calling the Chicago call? police. I'm calling the Chicago police department. Going, did you guys see that Malice at the Palace documentary on Netflix? <laughs> You're gonna have one of those situations over there pretty soon. You, but you guys better get over there. These people That's are gonna wonderful. revolt. Look, man. If it goes 12 minutes, I'll walk out. I, I'm not I'll, saying I'll bell to bell leave. either. I'm talking entrances too, not bell to bell. 
Wow. That's because Paul takes a while. Yeah, he does take a while to get down. So now you guys see where I'm getting the 12 from. Is it starting to add yeah. up now? Yeah. I'm with it, yeah. I don't know about calling the police in any situation. <laughs> I get your point. Uh, 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 also, for All Out, Young Bucks defending tag titles in a steel cage. I don't like this match. I don't. I don't. They're doing do another mean? tournament to set up. It's not a match yet. How do you not like it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the way they're getting to this match. I don't like it. In what sense, like the tournament part? Yeah, they do this every every pay per view. It's like, oh, let's just do a tournament or a battle royal to determine the top contender for these titles. And didn't they do a tournament for, to determine the top contender last time? The Young Bucks won a tournament. That's how no, they got they, their title shot. That's a long time, Jeremy. That's it was less than a year ago. Yeah, but that's just nine months of television, right? Last time was they only got two pay per views between then. Yeah, but you, I think you're being a bit. Would they do it every time thing? What was the February tag title? Or March, um, Jericho and MJF. Yeah, wasn't that a tournament? That was a battle royal. That was a battle royal thing. Yeah, but you can't. Your beef can't be that they have people win their title shots. Surely, (laughs) my beef is that like I just want a little bit more meat on these programs. I yeah, I I could I could see where Jeremy's coming from on like a double sided coin here. Because all right, on on the the like one argument against that, Jeremy is you can't bitch that like WWE will just say that same okay, energy. Okay, okay, here, okay. <laughs> well, uh, so, sort of in a way, it's like you can't look at WWE and bitch at them for all right. Well, this person's the because we this person's number one contender because we said so. We're and win AEW, championship contender <laughs> matches Jeff at, a, at AEW at the same time is saying, All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a bunch of the good teams, we're gonna figure this shit out before the paper. It's the top four. But yeah. at the same time, mm-hmm. I could also see the other side of the coin because my argument against what AEW is doing, like Jeremy's is, is all right, then why do we have this ranking system if you're gonna take a bunch of these teams and figure it out? You've already figured it out by ranking the number one contender. So they the reason these is teams too. Like teams. The reason is, is that the, the four teams are Lucha Bros, Blondes, Private Party, and um, Jurassic, right? And the yeah. idea is Jurassic Express deserve another shot because they were completely robbed. So they stay. Yeah. And the other three, uh, Vasu Blondes lost like three or four months ago, but like they're, they're not, none of them are kind of lesser than the other in terms of deserving a shot. They've all like due a match with the Bucks, basically. So when to was split the, them, when we're doing a tournament. When was the last time Private Party or Lucha Bros won on TV? When was the last on time TV? Private, when yeah. was the last time Private Party won on TV? Yeah. I mean, they won it. They won the six man. Yeah, I don't know about the tag, but that's just not how that promotion works. Though, dude. I know, like, but I don't like that. I don't like it. But it's it's the problem with it is 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 like, does it do you, have they not been losing on TV either? Right. My problem is like I want like actual feuds for for these shows. It's something we've talked right. about plenty. Joseph is I want it to feel like it's the culmination. Of something this is just like hey all right these are our top four teams because we gave them a bunch of wins on on b shows that may maybe people saw maybe they did it now we're going to do a tournament it's good I, look i will never complain about they won their way to a title shot and they beat other teams that are in the the top contendership i wanted to feel like the culmination of something i guess in this I regard that. i will i will play devil's advocate against myself it will feel like the culmination of like the elite storyline because they have been using outside interference to win a lot of these matches. Now it's in a steel cage, which theoretically yes. keeps everybody out. So I get that point of it. Again, I just wanted to feel like it's the culmination of an actual feud and not just, all right, we're going to do a quick tournament two weeks before the show. And here's your top contender. 
If Here's, it's the Jurassic Express, though, it would be more. Of a few. That, I think yes, it would be Lucha yeah. Bros, but it could. If it's Jurassic Express, it would feel like a few, right? Yes, and I hope it is Jurassic Express. If it's Lucha okay. Bros, they haven't. I, I they took out Phoenix, right? But then Phoenix just returned and and they didn't care. And that's what they'll say. They're like, "Oh, we took out Phoenix six months ago and never mentioned it again." See where I'm at is. See, it's tricky. Like, I'm a sucker for an old school, like, NWA type guy that I am. I'm a sucker. Like, I heard Steel Cage match last night. I marked out. Like, Steel Cage match, biggest show of the year. I'm I'm down. Great. Like, sign me up for it. My thing is, <clears throat> you're going to do a Steel Cage match with the Bucks for the tag team titles. On what are your top two or three pay-per-views of the year, wherever they, they consider all out to be on that pecking order. My thing is, it should be Santana and Ortiz. Shouldn't be any of those. It should be Santana and Ortiz. Because then you get the feeling of these dudes are going to get their asses whipped but they inside that FTR. cage. So, like they so here's the thing. I think, <clears throat> to your point, Jack, the best way to explain it would be, when you and I hear cage match, in reality, looking back, and if the timeline could have worked out differently, the story they had with Mox and Kingston would have been better for the cage. Because you're, yeah. you're selling it on these two badasses going to kick the shit out of these heels. That's the idea, right? That's, I completely yeah. get that. But I think what we're doing here, and this is the reason it's a little bit awkward, with Kingston and Miro going one, I think we can all pencil in Santana and Ortiz winning the tag titles at Arthrash. I just think that's what they're doing. I think the fact that Kingston and Miro is going before that is very telling. So this yeah. is almost like the last little bit of heat you get on the Bucks before they drop them in New York. I think. That's my read on it. Okay? So I don't think he's per. I think that's why this kind of feels stopgappy, if that makes any sense. I think that's what's going on here. But I could be completely wrong. We shall see. Do, do we think that Santana and Ortiz and FTR is on All Out as well? Santana and Ortiz win, and then... Either that or the TV after. Yeah, yeah. One, one of those two. And they'll, they'll, I think it'll be a stick match, a street fight maybe, or something like that. It'll, can, and they'll go over and it'll set up their, their title match, basically. It's I so think tough it's because for so long I was convinced, and I think I think I was right rightfully convinced that All Out was going to be where the elite crumbled completely, where Hangman beats Kenny for the right. title. The young bucks were going to lose the tag team, like they were going to lose literally everything they had in the same, yeah. in, all in one night. And then the hangman thing happened, and now, like, I think that the, no matter what happens, I think the bucks are leaving with those titles. Obviously, <laughs> Kenny's leaving with that world title. I mean, Kenny might be confronted by a punk or Brian or at the end of the show after he beats Christian, but now none of it's going to happen. I, I'm I'm totally with you. I thought that's where they were going as well. And then once the hangman stuff fell through, maybe that, that reshaped everything. Because it clearly reshaped that main event. Because I definitely don't think they, they were planning on Kenny and Christian going back to back like that. So I think it definitely reshaped the main event. And I think it may have reshaped what they were actually going to do with the, the Young Bucks as well. Um, Joseph, let's maybe. talk about... Oh, go ahead. Anything else on yeah. the tag team? Oh, my God. No, I think it, it was maybe supposed to be Silver and Reynolds was maybe what the plan was if the Hangman match was happening. But, you know, yeah. again, that's all we're complete. That's like a lost timeline now, right? Yeah. Let's talk about uh, our guy, John Moxley. Doesn't look like he's facing Tanahashi. Tanahashi's yeah. going to be in Japan <laughs> September 4th. Don't know if he's going to make it back uh, September 5th for All Out. Mm -hmm. Is there a chance? I mean, you saw Moxley's promo last night. I know they're setting up Darby uh, for Punk, it would seem. Is there a chance they're setting up Moxley for, for Punk? So this is the, the big conversation I wanted to have. Hopefully Jack can return soon because I'm intrigued. Like, I think now that we know the puzzle pieces at play for tomorrow night, 
it's a really fun conversation to format that show. Okay. So now, Jeremy, I'm going to give you my best attempt. Jack is back here. This is what I expect to happen tomorrow night. And in the end, I'll answer your question. Okay. Okay. I think we start with the awesome Jungle Boy entrance with Luchasaurus, because that's the match, right? Them and Private Parties tomorrow, I believe. Yes, I think, I think so. Yes. You start with that. You do Jade in the middle. Main event, Moxon and Garcia. And this is what I. This is my current status on where they're going to do a punk. Moxley wins. Hills come in, put the boots to Moxley and Kingston. Okay. Out comes Darby and Sting. Because they've they've kept those things linked. Last night they did it again with Kingston yeah. and Moxley and Darby and Sting. So then you have a moment where the baby faces have kicked ass. You got Sting, Darby, Kingston and Punk. Sorry, Kingston and Moxley in the ring. Couple of personality. And I think you go off the air with these four dudes standing in the center ring, Punk walking in to Kingston, face-to-face with Moxley, face-to-face with Sting, and then finally sort of disrespectfully looking down at Darby, putting him on, like, you know, patting him on the chest or pointing at him, whatever it may be, and you leave it in this kind of dynamic of, holy shit, which of those super matches are we going to get? I think Darby's the match. But I think they're aware that to keep Moxley in this game, like to me he's he's most suited as like not a heel but a definite wild man you know like a solo act and you know kingston he has loyalty to so that's different but i think that's what that promo is about i think darby's still the match but after looking at the things they've set up for tomorrow night my conclusion is that punk will not open i think you're going to go off epic aw's avengers almost all standing there waiting and punk staring at each and every one of them. You know, that's what I'm currently expecting. So there you go. Where do you think uh, the punk debut? How do you how do you think it plays out, Jack? I I I actually I'm, I don't want to cop out here. I I like Joseph's idea because when when I first heard I I do, buddy. I, no, I do because I like how it's it just paints the picture visually of look at everything CM Punk can do in this company now. Everything yeah. from the youngster Darby Allen to friggin' 67 year old sting. <laughs> like, like look at all the stuff punk can do now that he's here. And punk kind of looks at all of them and is like, Oh yeah. Okay. The, the, all of this is going to happen just in due time. I just, for whatever reason, I cannot talk myself into them wait until the end of the show for punk, even a one hour show. Right. I mean, I, I get where Tony could sit back there and be like, as they're chanting CM Punk from start to finish in that United Center being like, that's fine because you're going to get them at the end. Like, you're going to get them at the end. But you can't – it's unfair to do to the other talent on yes. that show. It's not fair to send, like, Jade out there for her – for Jade and Hogan out there for their match while they're chanting CM Punk. That's not, that's not fair to do to them. I, I, I'm leaning towards Punk opens the show. Like, he they, they just open and go, here you go, and he's going to go out there and talk, and then at the end he'll come out again. Like, you'll get Punk twice tomorrow. Really? Probably. You'll probably get Punk twice, baby. I, I, I just, in the grand scheme, I think it's unfair to do to the other talent. It's I unfair. agree. Yeah, I do get that, definitely. I guess, and Jeremy, you, you can call this up. I just, when I looked at what they've booked – it is if you start with punk, I don't think the rest of that stuff packs enough of a punch to like keep that momentum, frankly. And you may say it doesn't need to. Saturday night main event approach, right? Put the best stuff first. But like it looks standard rampage on paper, right? Like, do you really want to do punk and then just be like, anyway, on with this? I love private pie, but it isn't I don't know. It this 
there's such a kind of there's such a unique dynamic to this, and there's going to be such a mystique in the air. I think you know. I was talking to the power confirm show on our Fleet Week show last night on Patreon forward slash the traction. And, you know, he said it. He was like, there's going to be an energy, man, an uncertainty. you got to let it build. And that's where I've kind of at right now. Uh, Jeremy, what do you think? I I think that I still like the idea of him opening the show. I get what you guys are saying. And I do like your, your pitch on the close there, Joseph, because you get four just, like, great visuals, yes. like, right, going off the air like that. You get the the four individual stare downs and then the one like big stare down as well. So really, you get like five like great action shots that you can just post everywhere. Um, but I I still like the idea of it just starting the show with him come yeah. out, let him do whatever he wants. I understand it might not be fair to the talent. Like okay, you got to follow that. You follow that up with with Lucha, uh, um, sorry, Jurassic Express against Private Party. That's gonna be a good match, right? Like. That's going to yeah. be a good match. The crowd will be into it. They love Jungle Boy and everything. So the crowd will still be into that. You do Jade. Uh, that'll be, I think we all kind of expect that to be pretty short anyway. And like the crowd will get re-energized again for Moxley because they love Moxley. And then maybe, like like Jack said, then you also close the show with him okay. as well. So you book it yes. with Punk. <laughs> so that could be a deal where Punk cuts a promo generally about coming back. Yeah. And then he signs off with something like, I'll see you all later. And then you shoot the angle with a derby, like because the other the, the other version of what I suggested is, you do the exact same angle, but instead the other guys brawl through the people. So then Darby's all alone in the ring, and the people know, like, oh shit, this means Punk's coming. Yeah. And then you hit. Honestly, man, I we're gonna have fun with playing out different scenarios here. The biggest thing I'd say to our audience, which believe it or not, is apparently sizable. I can't believe, like, we have gotta enjoy this moment, man. Like, this is gonna be such a surreal episode. I, I can't put my head around it. We're gonna I, all just, sit there and just look at the clock like, oh god, oh god. I think I yeah, I think I was just telling my wife this morning. Like I can't wrap my head around the fact that in 24 hours, and I don't it's the weirdest feeling because I you know there we've seen so much wild shit in wrestling, especially in the in the last decade. I cannot wrap my head around the fact that on AEW's you could consider it its B show tomorrow night at 10 o'clock, CM Punk is returning to professional wrestling. It's just it's blowing my mind, and I don't know why. And I'm I'm curious to see how I feel tomorrow, like when I wake up and as the day goes on. Like yeah. what? I, I I'm like numb in a way. I don't know how to explain it. And it's so much more, for whatever reason, it's so much more striking as its own thing on this rampage than it would have been if it was all out. Because it is yeah. literally, even though it's not, it's a TV show. It feels like an event invented for Punk's present. Yeah, they haven't. I mean, it basically, it right? <laughs> exactly. like. It's, it's it such is. a unique combination of factors. And, like, look, I, here's the craziest thing about this is, as far as talent, I, an AEW fan, way more excited for what Brian brings than Punk. Yeah. I'm moderately excited for Punk. I'm not going crazy for it. But I know I'm going to go crazy when it happens because it's a spectacle they've built here. Like, it's just, I don't know, man. This is one of those ones where you get some popcorn and you're just like, what's going to happen? I don't know. You've got an hour. <laughs> I mean, I, I've thought of everything. I have literally thought of this, not to like talk myself into it. I've thought of you send punk out there, yeah. right? And really screw with the people because you have pushed this CM Punk narrative, right? That this is his night. Mm. You send punk out there. He grabs the microphone. He puts the microphone to his lips, hit final countdown. Yeah, I, I and think the same look at Brian, Have punk look at Brian like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. So my doing both on the same night. There's, there's the, a version of that, that I'm playing with where it's like 
this, okay? So you do something punk, he opens the show or whatever. And imagine having the balls for Derby to go out of a mic and be like, the best in the world and final countdown is the people would lose it right no, like, could you imagine yeah could you imagine like punk gets in and says you've been saying you little shit you want the best yeah. in the world and what if darby looks him straight in the eyes and goes i wasn't <laughs> talking about you yeah i don't think i when this was first announced i did think that like all right maybe it's a it's a swerve and you bring out brian he's like the people aren't going to be mad if Brian comes out, right, they'll be they'll be disappointed. It's a Chicago crowd; they're expecting Punk, but like, you to be mad if Daniel Bryan comes out. It's it's similar audiences, similar fans of, of who likes these guys. So no. I think you could do that. I think we're just gonna get Punk straight up. Look, if they got Brian and they just decide, let's just unload right mm-hmm. here. Let's just let's just bring them both out. We're not gonna <laughs> wait until Arthur Ashe to to bring Brian. We're just gonna. We're just going to steal everything. The night before SummerSlam, I, I think they're going to wait, though, because they're already going to steal everything with Punk. Yeah, you yeah. have a chance to do it twice when, when you bring in Brian. So I think they're going to wait on Brian and just – they've already they've already won this weekend, even though SummerSlam's this weekend. AEW has won this oh, weekend. Oh, just the balls, of Tony, the balls of Tony Khan on WWE's – well, for, for this year, it is their biggest weekend. WrestleMania was yeah. This is WWE's biggest weekend of the year. For Tony Khan to say, all right, the day before, I'm going to bring CM Punk back to wrestling. You guys are done. You're done. Dude, this is going to – I think we're all, we're not ready. When Bleach Report clips that thing and tweets it, I think people are going to lose their minds that don't watch wrestling anymore. And, that does, and to be clear, before anyone goes any further, I don't think that means next week Dynamite's going to do some crazy rating either. I just think there are wrestling fans out there who be like, wait, what, Sam Punk? Like, what? <laughs> like, because he is, there's a mystique to Punk in wrestling because of the way he left, right? And to have him come back in Chicago in this fashion, it's just, it's special. You got to enjoy the and, ride. And it's to that point, you know, it, in, it, it immediately gives AEW credibility because they were the ones to lure him back. So exactly. even if you're someone who's been disconnected on the outside looking in, now you look at this AEW, maybe you didn't, maybe you knew little about it. Maybe you knew nothing about it, yeah. but just the fact that they were able to lure CM Punk out of wrestling, that's going to say something to you. Yeah. No, it's just, it's big, like, it's an awareness thing. It, like everyone looks directly at the rating and I get why it's very important. I'm not one of these guys against who it's not, but what I will say is, there is something to be said for people just knowing what your product is. And when you add Punk and Brian within a month of each other, that's a big thing in that regard. You know, people are quickly going to get, they're going to get an idea of what's going on. So I don't know, man, what a, what a crazy time we have ahead of us. I mean, it's already crazy. This next month, good God, seatbelt sign, it's going to be wild. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a wild ride over the next month for sure. Um, with, with Punk, Jack, I think you mentioned it. Like they they built this event around them. Like they were just supposed to tape, uh, they were supposed to tape the show last night in Houston. They're just gonna tape Rampage and then air it on, on Friday, I'm pretty sure. And they're, you know, a month ago, they're like, hey, United Center, first dance, they got this special and everything. And they've done all this without like just actively saying, Hey, CM Punk is going right. to be here, right? Like it's just all Tony said, like, you know what's gonna happen. Everyone said you know what's gonna happen. Punk's been doing media. All week. That's the other thing. They timed this very well of not only with, all right, it's the weekend of SummerSlam. So like there's a lot of wrestling buzz in general, just because SummerSlam weekend heels debuted this past Sunday. So punk's been doing, sorry to hear that. (laughs) 
<laughs> I heard it's good. You're not going to watch it, Jack? Absolutely not. That thing looks like a big pile of dog shit. My I will not God. be doing it. My God, Jack. Absolutely. There goes our short game. Yeah, thanks, Jack. <laughs> I am not but doing that. He's been doing he's been doing media all week, and a lot of the, I don't know if they're told not to ask wrestling wrestling questions. What it is like? It's been a lot of like heel centric stuff. Some people have asked, you know, what are you doing? He's gonna avoid it, and he's done a good job avoiding it. He did mention like he talked about the summer of Punk in one interview, and this is where like I don't think Punk because he's been out the game for so long, he's not gonna get the credit he probably deserves for like how his brain works with this thing. Joseph, you mentioned a lot of like he probably knows like he needs to like he's gonna get the pop and everything, but like being heel. It's his best work, right? Like that's when he does the best stuff. He mentioned with the summer punk, like, all right, it leaked that I signed with WWE, but what if I just stay in ROH for a little bit? It's more or less leaked that he's going to be there tomorrow. So how can he use that against, and maybe this is where it is like a thing of Brian of like, all right, everyone knows punk's going to be there. We don't think Brian's going to be there. So what if they bring him in as well? Like, do they just, I don't know about if overthinking it, is the right term but do they just try to go in a different direction that we're not even like thinking about because everyone knows he's going to be there i think this is the big factor and, and you mentioned my kind of talk of the hill turn it's like if you look at punk's career he loves doing stuff that kind of makes you go hang on a second what's going on here and, and that may sound awful cliche but a lot of wrestlers operate within a certain playbook and if you look at some of punk's most significant moments and jack can speak to him better than i like i mentioned it before uh, summer of punk you know where with the incredible where like it was like a farewell match and then he won the belt and he yeah. signed the WWE kind of like that was to, that's peak punk philosophy of whatever you think i'm going to give you be prepared for me to shock you and make you feel a certain way about it you know so he could do any and look, i'm not saying he's going to come out and be like this city sucks like he's but i do think there's a chance he subverts people's expectations like i i, I just think he isn't someone that's going to come out and do like the traditional deal, in my view, unless he hasn't got, you know, unless he doesn't care what he does initially. We'll see. I don't, I doubt that, but we'll see. I don't know. That, that's the big factor, I think, in terms of what he brings. He's like, you're right, Jeremy. His wrestling brain is, I mean, he knows how to get over it. He knows how to do incredible, like stuff that really lives with people for a long time. It's interesting. Jack? Jack? Yeah, I, I mean, Jack's thinking he's going to come out and just confront tall Paul. Jack looks very nervous about this. He looks like I've really scared Jack. I, because I, I, I don't know what the hell to expect. Because you are I, you brought up a good point, Joseph, in that Punk is very good at giving, pe- like, giving people the opposite of what they think they're going to get. Right. And, and now he's linked up with a company that likes to shock people. So, like, mixing that together, yeah. it's... It, it, I almost feel in a way, and I can't pinpoint it, like it's not going to be just as simple as CM Punk showing his face tomorrow. Something is going to happen that like, I think we don't see coming. And I tend to agree. Yeah. And yeah, I do agree. Like maybe not tomorrow, but I think in the initial run here, very sooner rather than later, I think that he'll CM Punk is the way to go, which is why I think I told you guys on the show, I have no problem with CM Punk becoming AEW champion sooner rather than later if it's heel punk. Like if Punk three months from now is AEW champion, I have no problem with it if it's heel punk because I think he'd be able to tell that story masterfully and coming in and being like, I took this company over in three months. What is this? Yeah, especially with Hangman. Is it? And this is one thing I do want to say. Everyone that's a fan of AEW now, this stuff, 
have an open mind in terms of these guys being in the title picture. You know, because like just because WWE guys, which these, you know, these two aren't even that, but you know what that's what they're gonna be reframed as online, right? It doesn't have to necessarily be the stuff that killed WCW or hurt TNA. No. It's a case by case matter. And if you want to put Daniel Bryan in your title scene or CM Punk, no, that is not criminal. <laughs> you know, these are these are two of the great performers of all time. The idea to me of Punk manipulating Hangman is one of the most incredible angles they can do. And that's why my my pitch of him staring down those four baby faces. I love the idea of Punk being a babyface initially, and Mox in Kingston should not trust that dude one bit. Nor should Sting no. or Darby because his reputation speaks for itself as an on-screen and off-screen character. And it's this idea of this is our promotion, you know, and that's like to me, they're the matches. I get why people want the MJF match because of the promos. Him as a villain against those guys, I think he's just I, that's electric. I, I saw last night a few people automatically, as soon as that main event went off the air. I saw a bunch of people jump to, well, we know who MJF's opponent is, and like allude like CM Punk. I'm like, well, hold on, wait a minute. Like, we're going to debut Punk Friday under this Darby present or premise. Like, well, what, 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 that's got to be the match for All Out. If it is them, if they are sticking with Punk Darby, I don't think they're going to do that on Dynamite. They're no. going to do that in Chicago at All Out. Like, what, so how are you getting to this MJF thing? I'm fine. I think, I think everyone gets to MJF because, like, well, the feud against Jericho has now concluded and it's not I don't think this is totally over between inner circle and pinnacle I think MJF and Sammy is, is going to be the all-out match that's where I think you know they did the match on, on the dynamite right. uh, a few weeks ago and, and MJF won but like you can run that back since then Sammy, Sammy's beaten Spears uh I'm sure he's picked up wins on dark and stuff but like Sammy's gained a lot of momentum he, he's won the he won the um what was the stadium stampede before or after the MJF I think it was after. After. So I think the MJF match was after. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I think you run that back on All Out, though. I think that's where it goes. It's like Sammy looking for revenge for for Jericho and everything. I think that's the way they go for All Out. With Sammy winning, I assume, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think they got a lot of eggs in the Sammy basket. Because again, Sammy Sammy MJF is something you could do whatever you want with those two because two, three years from now in AEW, that's a main event world title program. Yeah. Sammy MJF, like those guys. Look, MJ, MJF can lose. MJF can lose. Be fine. Like yeah, he, 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 he ain't hurt it, for these losses. He either never gets them, beat. I, <laughs> yeah, theoretically, exactly. either of them could lose, and they're going to be fine because, like I said, two, three. It was like when they ran the uh, the MJF Jungle Boy match. When people, as they watched it, they didn't care who won or lost. They were watching that, saying, two, three years from now, this is the main event world title match." I have to say, Jungle Boy's development is such that, like. He's accelerating his own timeline, you know. Like he's he's at a point, Jungle Boy, where I think he's the guy that has to beat Miro eventually. Because like I think people need him to win something, man. Like he's he's not only is he beloved, but his work is so much better now. Like how much more physical is his stuff now? There's so much more crisp. Not he's just there, that, but, man. But last Wednesday on Dynamite, and it was just a small sample, but it, but the sample size was so much better than anything before. I said, this kid's starting to feel comfortable on the microphone. Yes. And Christian if he's starting to feel comfortable on the mic, forget it. Just shut it, was, it down. It was a great moment. Comfortable, if he's going to get comfortable cutting promos like that, he's going to put the whole package together, and then everyone's in trouble. There was a great moment with that, Jay. You and I both mentioned this. So he's talking Jungle Boys, and he's, a very, he's naturally just a shy personality, right? He talks. And I think that's partly why people love him, by the way. 
I mean, that isn't so that's an old school thing. Work still, he's proven that. And like Jungle Boy's talking, comes behind him and like puts his hands on his shoulders as if to sort of chill him out. And you could see, dude, Christian, you can really sense the impact he's had on Jungle Boy. And that's the big thing. When I talk about Jungle Boy needing a big win, Christian's going to give him that. Win. Like that's inevitable. So there's there's so much more. There's so many more like here. And what I have faith of AEW more than anything else, and you know they're not. They're not um, perfect by any means, but are very good at like giving everyone a little bit. You know, it's like Lance yeah. Archer is a guy who is in his mid forties and he's a horse and he's a guy you heat up and he loses the big match, but he won at home against Moxley in a win that like that will be his legacy probably in AEW, and that's fine by the way. Like they're good at giving guys those little moments. With that in mind, in fear of hijacking the show, Jeremy, I'm sure you have super chats to so do these before you go any further, but. We need to talk about Kingston and Miro. But first, do the super chats, my friend. Okay. Kate says, what is Velveteen Dreams at Distraction NXT? I think that's what it, what it is, right? Chris Mueller says, thanks, guys. That was fun. Question, how do you think Punk and Cabana will coexist in AEW? I think it'll be fine. Here's a, it's a really yeah, big locker room. Honestly, really, yeah. Don't that's not that's none of your business. Don't worry about it. And I mean that in a, I mean that in the politest way possible. That's none of our business. Like that, that's the least of our worries. It's, it's a very big group, so you can really have Punk like you can have him in a clique of guys, fine, without affecting anyone. You know, there's like a hundred guys backstage, man. It'll be cool. Like, it'll be good. Uh, Christian Knight says Punk should open the show with the Bulls intro before Cult of Personality plays. Holy shit! I thought the same thing last night. I swear on my unborn child. I thought the they should play serious to get the and the crowd will, and that yes. I mean, sure, if you just want to completely rip off what we do in BPW, they should. Yeah, that's fair. It's probably <laughs> the best version of it. Like, if he's going to start the show, dude, the, the lights being down and having that playing and then cutting to cult personality with the static, like. Yeah. That will be one of the most incredible openings of, of a show ever. Like, that would be outrageous. Uh, Drew Nicholas as a Lapse WWE fan, friend of mine, uh, of mine, watched last night in anticipation of Punk and said, Holy S, this shit. This was fun and felt nothing like WWE. He's sticking around. He was done with wrestling. I think they got a lot of, I don't know what the ratings are. They'll be out in like 15 minutes from Brandon Thurston. Um, but I think they got a lot of people last night on the idea that he might show up last night leading into first hands. I didn't buy into him showing up, but there was the anticipation that maybe he's there and then he does the cameo appearance there. And then people guarantee no, he's going to show up at Rampage, even right. if he's not, or even if they basically all but said he's showing up at Rampage. But I did see a lot of people think that. That would be interesting if that has an impact on the ratings. I don't expect it to, but that would be interesting. Kevin C says, heel punk takes the belt from Hangman, then MJF takes the belt from him, maybe a double or nothing. Their timeline on this stuff is very long. I mean, look I'm how long rushing with. I have to say, like, there was a time where I was – Kind of had penciled in MJF for a similar timeline. I actually don't think there's like any rush for him at all because he's no. like three no. matches a year. <laughs> so, great feud heel, you know, like you do programs of conflicts. So I don't think there's a rush in that. Group. But I, I, no, I don't disagree by any means. He could definitely be the champ next year easily. Uh, John Neve says it won't be as simple as just CM Punk showing up. He's showing up with Danielson yeah. to challenge Darby and Sting, who's the best tag team in the world. I think there's something to be said for that. I, I really do. Like, Sting is on the ball when you talk about these big matches. He wrestled 2.0 last night and took a table bump. 
Diddy, he um, no-sold it, Joseph. That that upsets me. I have to say this, and I'm sure you have more super chats. That listen, I know people think we're in we're getting paid by Tony Khan. I wish we were, but example of like how you treat legends. Because a dad and his son could have watched that match and both had a blast watching it from completely different perspectives, and yeah. Sting was treated with such grace. Like that was beautiful, man. I loved that shit. Uh, guys, if I missed your super chat, uh, let me know. I think I, I think I got everything, though. Yeah, Louis Dangor sucks. Um, he was really the only one upset. I thought everyone else seemed like they they enjoyed it and they thought it was great. So there you go. Just don't agree with Louis. He's terrible. I thought you were going to say something, Jack. I thought you were going to bury Louis I, Dangor. No, well, no, no. We're on the subject of punk. Um, I just got a, a message from our good friend, friend of the show, confirmed shoot the star oh, of the no. Fleet Week. Did you? It, I, I've been off. To, I've been off Twitter most of the day. I was doing stuff. Did you hear these uh, Roman Reigns comments on CM Punk? It was just posted uh, in our Skype chat, but I have not listened to them. All right, let me, let me, all right you guys, let me listen to it really quick. Okay. Jackson, okay. <laughs> live correspondent <laughs> here. <laughs> no, I, it seems like okay. So it seems like this is the the bulk of it is. CM Punk wasn't as good or over as John Cena. He didn't move the needle like The Rock. That, that seems to be like I mean, the gist. That's what I just heard. Jesus yeah. Christ. I mean, he did not move the needle like The Rock. Fair. Yeah. He did. I mean, I mean, I mean like, literally only wrong? two people in history moved the needle like The Rock. Yeah, I don't, the whole conversation. I, I don't know. There yeah. is dynamic because like, I, think, I think Roman probably feels like a lot of the heat he got from Punk talking about you know, when he told the story about keep Roman strong and that stuff. Like, <laughs> I think a lot of that, like, I think it's just a weird dynamic with those dudes. I don't know, man. They're both great purists. I don't really care. It's fine. Um, I, I'm conflicted because, like, I really do respect Roman's lack of giving a shit about anything. Yeah, he's a real top guy. <laughs> he's a real top guy. <laughs> My man doesn't care about a goddamn thing anymore these days. No, he's just doing his thing and like he's he's like, let me do it or don't. I'm gonna go. Like he's he's just he knows the leverage he has, and that's saying that we're gonna see more and more. But am I able to talk about Miro Eddie Kingston yet? Uh Bud Ryan said, enjoy the distraction big three. We're gonna win. We certainly are sure. excited for tomorrow. There you go. Sorry I missed that one, uh, Bud. There was uh, a little lag in the in the super chat. So Dude, I thought I missed a few. Miro is gonna kick the shit. It's going to roll. Eddie is going to make like one comeback and the people are going to just go fucking berserk. You know that, right? Like he's going to like throw like one strike back and the people are going to come with that. And like the selling in that match, good Lord, dude. That, that's going to be special. We're going to get one of those moments where right before Miro's about to send Eddie to the seventh circle of hell, Eddie's going to flip him off, face full yeah, of blood, defiant. flip yeah. him off, like just do it. And Miro's going to frigging murder him. <laughs> Do we think all out for that match? That's what yeah, I think like. so. They, they're, they're doing this one to appease me since Moxley and Tanahashi is off the table. So thank you, Tony. Okay, so all out is looking like what? So we got Kenny and Christian. Let's okay. pencil in. Uh, am, I, am I cutting up a lot, guys? You've been cutting off. Like it, Just it the, hasn't... Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, <laughs> so Kenny and Christian. Punk and Darby, we're saying. Like, okay, yeah. match. Kingston and Miro. What else we got on there? Paul White, QT Marshall. What the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good point. Don't forget um, about Paul White and QT Britain, Marshall. Britain, Chris Statlander. Yeah, that looks like yeah. they're going. That hasn't been confirmed, but it certainly looks like that's the way they're going on that. Uh, it's already a long uh, – Pack and Andrade. Well, then, yeah, so, like, 
uh, MJF and I Sammy? Think I, yeah, I think MJF and Sammy. I think you're getting you're getting some sort of match with those guys on the card. Maybe it's a, a six man MJF uh, and and um, FTR against Sammy and Santana Ortiz. Maybe it's something like that. I think oh, you're getting man. some type of pinnacle inner circle match on this card. Mm. We're obviously thinking a women's battle royal with Ruby. Oh yes, that's all. De- debuting yeah. right. Yep. Ruby being the wild card. I mean, it's yeah, going to be a long cool. show. It's always a, a or the long Joker. Show. Joker. Yes, it's a four-hour show. Yeah, <laughs> always. It's, it's always a four-hour show. Okay, I mean, I I think we've had a conversation a lot about the arts. Yeah, I don't know where does Mox yeah. like where's Mox fitting in in all of this. Uh, there you question. go. Thurston says Dynamite did nine seventy-five last nice. night. The challenge. The challenge is back, baby. That's right. Where does Mox live in? Yeah. Hmm. Ishii. Oh, that'd be fun. Because they had a classic in the G1 a couple of years yeah. back. Because the New Japan thing's completely gone silent, right? Right. He called out all of New Japan and there's just been no follow up. <laughs> I, 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 can, I, can, I can live with Ishii. I mean, I wanted Tanahashi. It doesn't seem like that's happening right now, but I can live with Ishii. Suzuki's going to be around in late September. Just give me that match again. John John Moxley, ver- John Moxley versus Billy Ospreay. No, no. I That's very possible. Oh, I, was jo- I was joking. I was it's very possible. possible it is, but like... I yeah. think that now that we've established all that Billy is uh, in the United States, like yeah. this is where... I do think it's not... We're not long for seeing him on Dynamite or All Out or one of those shows. The thing is, they need a guy that Moxley's going to beat because Moxley yeah. is that match. That's why Ishii makes sense, right? He beat Moose too, so like he has some bars. Like he, it just makes sense. He can easily lose that match, Ishii, and it won't hurt him at all. So yeah, I don't, I don't think Osprey. I don't think Osprey's losing either. He ain't coming in there to really lose. He's still technically, or he thinks he's their their champion and stuff. So I don't. I don't know if that match makes a, a ton of sense because you don't Trying want this outsider coming in and beating Moxley. Trying to figure out where. That's a good question, though. Shit. I mean, I'll, again, like I, I swear we do this every time we're together. It's like the depth of this roster is bananas that we're sitting here going, well, what does John Moxley do on one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year? And we're not like distraught about it. We're like, oh, well, i got to find a spot for the old lad. Yes, yeah, it's, it's unlike any roster ever because it's like WWE's roster with our brand split. <laughs> like it's, it's 100. Like there's the, they've got like 20 guys that they feel like important. And that's something worth talking about too. I like last night's match. Like a real feat for them to give that some like build one night before on dark is not ideal. <laughs> it was like, wow, they built this one. You know, like it's not great, but I hope Rampage helps with that. Hopefully. Uh, Sergio in the chat says Jay White. Jay White is, I don't know if he's going to be back in, he's still in the United States. He's working the, the, the shows uh, later on as well. So don't maybe. get my hopes up. Jay White would be really good. Jay White you, would be the you can greatest. do like you can you can actually have Mox win that match and just take the never open weight title because that they pass that thing around like it's candy any. That's true. Sean mentions the men of the year archer thing as something for Mox. And like, I have to say, I have no idea what that is. Like, what was that angle? That segment sucked. That that segment. Was, I, agree. I agree. That came across to me like, all right, we 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 did that deal where we had to like you know, Lance got the poor title ripped from him so bad that we got to find something for the big man to do because he's awesome, and they just threw that together. I was just like, what? Where was you at on Dan Lambert's promo? 
I like Dan Lambert. I think there's a place for him, but not. It's weird. Not like not every week. Not like they did in TNA. Like I don't want to see Lambert out there screaming on the microphone every week, or yeah. maybe every two weeks for that matter. But every once in a while, bringing Danny. In. And the thing is, I don't. I look at it from a different perspective. Like you have a lot of wrestling fans who don't pay attention to MMA. They looked at Andre Arlovsky and Junior Dos Santos. And we're like, whoa, UFC fighters. I looked at it as, okay, here's dudes who just keep getting their asses kicked consistently. Yeah. They're retired. They're washed up. Like, they, they, even in a pro wrestling ring, they do not come across as a threat to me. This is stupid. Phil like, bring, bring Francis Ngannou into that ring or Jorge Masvidal or something. Like, then, okay, all right, we're cooking with gas. But, like, not JDS on Arlovsky. Like, come on now. Ten I years was. ago, okay. He's a good talker, but that felt like a really try-hard promo, you know? It's like he went out there like, I'm going to cut this great promo. And he was shouting from word one. And it was just like, oh, man, the content sucked. And then, Jeremy, I don't know, you, get, man. you get this, too. Like, trying to present JDS as a heel is the dumbest decision. in the. the I don't, Joe, I don't know the nicest, they were trying He's to, the nicest guy ever. He is. I don't, think I don't know if they were trying to present him as a heel or he was just, like, muscle. Because, like, he brought just, like, two big guys. Yeah, I think that's more. Of what it was, dude. Archer could have came in and knocked both of these guys out. They ain't got chins, so it's not even carried away. <laughs> Dan Lambert told, told Archer to like shoot elbow me. If he would have shoot elbow JDS and Arlovsky, they were done. They were cooked, man. We're definitely getting a promo next week where Scorpio's like bringing up the thirty four in MMA, right? Like everyone knows I'm a karate yeah. master. Like we, we're getting that, definitely. right? Definitely. So then, who uh, partner? Jack. For what? Jack. Bud Murph. <laughs> I was wondering how long it was going to take. Bud Murph and Lance Archer, tag team, Jack, line it up. Yeah, but how did? But they, but but then, buddy, then you're taking him away from Malachi Black, and we can't do that. Oh, guys, come on! I, holy I shit. can do that. Malachi Mal, Malachi Black, he is going to murder oh. poor little Anderson next week. Yeah, I, I loved that whole thing. I love that in one match they've got him to a point where we're all terrified. I love, I love, I love how Arn in the promo was basically, is basically like, all right, I know I'm sending my kid to his own funeral, <laughs> but it's just got to happen, you know. He's it's just, it's just something that we got to do. That's an interesting one in terms of. Like, I wonder if he gives Brock anything in that match. Does he just squash him flat in like five seconds? No. Squash him flat. Yeah. No, he I should squash him. Oh. I want to see like a spine buster in there somewhere. I want to see it, man. I'm sorry. Can't help myself. Uh, should squash him. <laughs> gonna kill this poor kid. Okay, we're we gonna talk about SummerSlam now. We will. The we will uh, yeah, apparently, we have to do SummerSlam. Yeah, we gotta quickly uh, talk on SummerSlam. I could, I could do that. I uh, Luis says Braun right back for, for Dan Lambert. Oh, we're having one check. I don't know. He explained himself, but I couldn't hear anything he said. So I don't know. I, I think I was talking over him. Jack's the reason we're here to talk about SummerSlam. I don't know what to say about SummerSlam. I think it will be a good show. 2.0 just got officially signed by AEW. That's awesome. Which, I mean, good for them guys, man. Yeah. They've rocked it. They've absolutely they, rocked it. They said uh, on their podcast, they, they were like, it took a lot of balls for you know, straight off of NXT television where they weren't really used and just come in and Hey, you're gonna face Moxley and Kingston your first yeah. night, and now you're gonna face Sting and Darby in a tornado match in your next appearance. Like, it really did take a lot of balls for Tony Khan to do that. Like, people knew how good these guys were and everything, but again, they they were never really they weren't seen in NXT. They weren't used. 
And but, they just immediately put them. It's not like a okay, Alistair Black comes in, you get it. Andrade comes in, you get it. Like these guys just weren't featured guys. And, not, and they came in, and it's like we're gonna immediately put them in a top spot against top guys. I have to give love to Cheese Knight, who said Suzuki. Suzuki being Archer's partner against the fake MMA guys would be would be perfect. That's a that is a great call. Yeah, I like that. Yes. All right. And then the next we'll dynamite, go. Cincinnati, you do Moxley and Suzuki. There you go. There you go. I don't know if I would make the trip. Oh, man. That would be a tough one for me to like, You would make the trip. Yes, you would make the trip. And Tanahashi. You sold me on Tanahashi doing that one. And, like, I would definitely make the trip for Tanahashi. Suzuki, a little less, but probably still I would. Dude, the Suzuki entrance live. Is- I know. I know. That's what that's what really sells me. It's like I know the match will be good. Like, what really – especially if I don't get the box entrance at all out. Like, if I don't get the box entrance at all out, I'll make the trip to Cincinnati just for the Mox Suzuki back-to-back entrance. Oh, yeah. That would be incredible. The aura. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's perfect. All right. SummerSlam. Joseph, do you know what's on this card? Yeah, I know mostly. I think, look, I honestly – I'm not going to do a bit here. I think it will be a very good show. I don't, I don't see any of the big stuff being bad, right. being serious. Like – I think Cena and Roman will have a big epic. I don't know how much I will personally like it because I think Cena has a formula and I don't think he's going to try and get out of it after a couple of years out of the ring. But I think they'll have, a, you know, an objectively good match. I think Bob and um, and Bill are going to kick the shit out of each other for three minutes and I'm fine with that. I think the woman, you know, we know how they put those multi-womans together. It'll be fine. Bianca and Banks is going to be excellent. The first time I loved that match. And I think Edge and Seth's another one that like, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm going to guarantee I want to see it particularly, but like they're going to have a very good match. Edge and Seth are not going to go and stink the place. Like, and then you add, um, what's the tag match is AJ and Omos, Randy and Riddle, right? Yeah. Yes. What he is, but the other three guys, like, <laughs> you know, like, that should be a good spectacle too. I, I think it'll be a really good show with a really good crowd. I hope that, you know, they make the decisions their audience wants them to make so that we don't have one of those situations where the crowd them for and stuff because there are a couple matches obviously Alexa and Eva being the main one where you just go I really hope they set they don't send those women out there to die you know because like, but I think it'll be a very good show Jack you excited for SummerSlam this is why you're here you're you're WWE guy Jack Crosby you come on for the big WWE shows I I, I will tune into the Roman Cena match so what time about 11 o'clock I should turn on Peacock well, no, probably like 10.30 because it'll take a half hour for it to work. <laughs> so probably somewhere around 10.30 I should log on to Peacock and then try getting in there. No, I don't know. I <clears throat> I might turn it on Saturday because I was going to shell out the $80 or whatever for Pacquiao Spence. But when Spence got pulled, I like your Dennis Ugas. Fine boxer, but I don't think worth the 70 80 bucks or whatever yeah. the pay-per-view is going to be. So I'm not doing that now, so... I might turn on SummerSlam Saturday night if I'm home and not doing anything. I might watch it because it, it's still SummerSlam. It might be a fun show, even if you don't watch the the weekly programs like I don't anymore. So I, 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 I'd I say it's likely that I'm going to turn it on at the start and kind of see because Roman Cena is intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, Sasha Bianca should be good. Edge and, Edge and Seth... Again, I don't think you're going to put those two in the ring and get a bad match. The only, the only thing that could be bad is, is if they decide to turn it into a Shawn Michaels special. I could see that. But yeah. I could see the that. will still like it, right? Yeah, the yeah they'll still go still nuts. Like and yeah. you'll get That'll be the match that gets the This Is Awesome chant. And, hmm. 
stuff like that. Just because, again, you never thought, you know, edge against some of these guys you never thought you'd see. So you never thought you'd see just a few years ago, you never thought you'd see edge versus Seth Rollins. So I don't know. It, it should be a fine because they're treating this like WrestleMania. Cause the, I, you know, I don't think they like doing what they did in Tampa. I think they hated it. What do we think in terms of, do we think there's a big E cash in this weekend? Uh, and if it's on Goldberg or if it's on Lashley, I don't think he's cashing out on Roman. Okay, what if he comes out before the Bob and Bill match even happens and adds himself to the match? And you get a triple threat of those dudes just smashing each other. I'd be okay. I'd be okay with that. I think that would really pop the people live. You know, it's like a much more interesting match for them in that case. And we'll be protected in a triple threat. So, like, I I think the same to that. I will say, if Goldberg beats Bob and they just cash in on him, like. That's dumb. Yeah, like, I don't want to sit and say I care, but like, I think that'd be really lame, to be honest. That, that's a bad way for, for Big E to do it. Like, if you have a face that, that has that, especially somebody like Big E, I don't want him, like, backdooring his way into this title win, especially as his first title win. Right. right? Like, that, that's a heel move. I get it. You're going to do it with a heel. But, like, for a baby face, especially one as beloved as Big E, like, that's one where I want this man, like, looking – Face to face with his opponent and like winning the title in a yeah. legit way. The only like sort of issue with this is like they've been teasing the uh, Biggie kind of Roman stuff. And the Biggie shows up whenever Paul Heyman's around. Like I think there's still a little bit of mileage out of that. And I don't, I don't know if you need to do the cash in this week, but it would certainly pop the people. And I think like not even having Biggie on this show, big miss, big miss not having him on this show. Yeah, but that's what they do because the, we talked about this a month ago. Right. They see the briefcase as a shortcut to the top, so they don't think they have to actually do any of the booking. They just go, well, he's got that ticket. So, you know, we'd have to we'd have to take him there. He'll get there on his own. And that's, to me, that's been a problem for years. But Big E's over and like, he's popped enough. He'll be fine. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I agree with you. Big E should win it in some sort of sincere fashion, I feel. He's a I'm hero. Still, you know? I'm, I'm still like, a, I'm still rubbed the wrong way that he's not going to beat Roman in Dallas. I hate that. I just hate yeah. it. I hate it. Because that, that's that's the only way. To, that's the logical way to go. I mean, these were the two guys, and this. But this is the WWE match. You have the short term memories. These are the two guys that Vince McMahon and Triple H got into an argument over years ago over who should be the top guy in the company in the future. Mm-hmm. While they were both in FCW, there was an art over those two, and a- anyone with a brain would call back to that and have Big E say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But remember, there were people that wanted me over you, All right? And they're just gonna just throw it all away <laughs> i mean uh, that's, that stuff it. isn't really there that's not really a speciality right like it is, what it is. I mean, they like, can't even do they can't even do this properly with gender and and drew like that's yeah. an easy story to tell that whatever you think of, of the this program and the, i don't think it should be on SummerSlam or anything but like it's, it's an easy story to tell should, between these it, two right it shouldn't be and it should have been when drew was the wwe champion yeah like this is dumb as shit. Do it like it, this should have happened when Drew was the champion. That's the other match that, while it's mechanically obviously going to be fine, that's the one that I would put alongside Electra and Eva in terms of the people could lose it. Like I could definitely see the people Ginder and Drew, you know. And you don't want that for Drew because Drew's your top babyface. So good luck mm-hmm. in that game. That's that's one of those things where I kind of circle it and go place that correctly because otherwise you're sending Drew out there to die. Not again, not in terms of having a bad, having a match that's flat with the people. That's a real problem, I think, with that one. But we'll see. I mean, I don't know if I'll see, but someone will see. 
So Mario Joe's back this weekend. I'm excited about that. Like, I know uh, Jack's not going to do the cross bit, but I'm fired up. Real quickly before we get to the Sammy Joe, Becky this weekend, yay or nay, Jack? Yes. Joseph? How do you do it if she comes back? I think you have to. I think when Bianca, I think you have to have her confront Bianca after she beats Sasha because we're, I think, because I think Bianca is going to beat Sasha again. But then I think we're running into a, you'd run into a serious problem of what the hell does, because from my understanding, let me see if I'm getting this right. It's sincere. I'm not asking to be an asshole. I just, I don't watch the shows. Like Bianca ran through Zelina, right? Or something like yeah. that. Ran through Carmella. Yeah. And the SmackDown women's roster is kind of low. They've, uh, they, they've got uh, Tony Storm and Liv yeah, Morgan, they, who they've actually given victories to, but then they're just not but on didn't, But didn't I just see that like they put Tony on TV one week and she hasn't been back since? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So yeah, so that's what that's what I would do. I'd have her beat Sasha again for the second time this year on the big on, on a big stage. Then you have Becky come out and tell Bianca, all right, because you have to like you can't just have Bianca bulldozing these people and then going, oh well, there's nothing left. So I'd probably just have her confront Bianca. Joseph, yay or nay, uh, and then if yay, how? I would agree with the angle, but if I thought she was winning the match, Banks is going to win that match. Okay. I just I just think you've got to do something interesting. Like because it's great having Bianca beat everyone, but like you know, like you just said it, Jake. Like Stacia Banks is a huge star, man. Like, I don't want, I don't think you just have her lose twice and be like, okay. <laughs> like to me, that's not how I would do it. Like, this is a program I get years out of. The problem with that is who the hell do you send her to it with on Raw? Or what does Becky do on Raw? Nikki ASA, so like, that ain't happening. And if so, you and if you send her against Charlotte, the people are gonna shit on that you and like can't. Two weeks. You, you cannot can't do, do that. No, you can't cannot do that. Do Charlotte. They've poorly prepared for this moment, man. They really, honestly, like, there's so many pieces they could have in better positions they just haven't used correctly. It's a real shame, honestly, for Becky. Like, she should be coming back to a hot division, and it's ice big, cold. One of the biggest stars, male or female, in wrestling, and she is. The credits, male or female, in all of wrestling, Becky Lynch is, and they just like, I, I don't know, I don't know what to do. Could be bad. I don't know. It's puzzling, man. I, I really don't. Is there, is there a chance, Joseph? You should love this. Rhea wins and Becky confronts Rhea. I don't think. I think it's a, I'd love it, but I don't think there's a chance it happens. The, the thing with the women's titles is, and this goes for all of the titles, is the SmackDown women's title at SummerSlam looks like a world title, right? Banks Belair two. That's a that's a money match. That's a main event match. The other woman's title match looks like an Intercontinental title match. The equivalent of that makes sense. Like it's a mid card match. Like triple threat. Uh, who cares? Like, and that's where you run into these problems. Where as much as I love Nikki as a talent, she doesn't feel like someone that could be a main event pay per view act, right? And that's what Becky is. And that's where you run. And I don't think Rhea does either right now, which is more booking, I think, than anything else. But I, I think. I don't know what the answer is either. You know, like Alexa's on this show and she's definitely not the answer in this form. So I don't know. I don't know what you do. The, the saddest part of it all is just imagine how much of a non-problem this would be if Shayna Baszler were just used correctly. Then there is yeah. no issue. Then there's no issue here whatsoever with Becky. It's clear as day if Shayna Baszler is right. not just tossed to the side as some side act. 
That's yeah, that's, that's, long, that's long gone now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Shayna Baszler's gonna be on. And Shayna Shayna didn't even Shayna didn't even need to hold the title for over a year from last WrestleMania. You could have taken it off her, and then when you knew Becky was coming back, slapped it back on Shayna. Just put it right back on her, and say, "Okay, Becky's coming back soon. So here's what we're gonna do." Nope. It, it just feels like I agree with that, but it feels like Rhea's circle is like Rhea should just be a bigger deal, man. Like Rhea's got like star potential. Like, her and Becky should be a well, huge match, you know. I, didn't I see like at these live events Rhea's getting some big reactions? Dude, people love her, and her booking is awful from what I've seen. But people just like Rhea Ripley. She's cool, you know. It's over live. That should be a big match. I don't know if it is or not. People that watch the product know a better way of saying it than I, but I don't know. I don't think any match that they have, and like when it comes to like full time performers, feels like a big match right now. Like even if you do, like you could do Becky and Sasha, that would probably feel like a big match. Becky Bianca, that's, like that, that, that's, that's big, right? Yeah, on the Raw side, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, I don't think any of those matches feel big. No, I agree. And then that, from my core point, I guess, was that it feels like a mid card title over there. Which is a shame because it doesn't have to be that way, right? They've got more I mean, than enough well, Askers off TV. Like, that's what happens when you take your champion and after you put the title on her, you've had her lose like three matches. She just lost on Raw. She got pinned by Rhea, and then she was in a tag team match, and, and then Rhea lost. Like, so no wonder the title doesn't feel like a big deal. I don't know, man. I mean, like, <laughs> it seems very simple, right? Like, they haven't done that to Bianca Blair, and she feels like a star. Seems simple enough to me, but it's there. The they people do this who shit. don't, yes, the people who don't lose, Roman feels like a star because he hasn't lost. Bianca feels like a star because she hasn't lost. Like, the way they protect these people is keep them off television. That's what they do with Sasha. If Sasha was on television these last however many months, they probably just beat her too. Has uh, Has Damian Priest lost yet? Uh, he, I don't. He got people like Miz in like a weird like roll up situation. Yeah, he was off. He was off TV. For a little while, like after the uh, after the, the the backlash, Russell the the lumberjack zombie match, um, but he hasn't lost since he's in that battle royal. Yeah, he hasn't. He got beaten in a two on one handicap match, like right after WrestleMania. That was the yeah, that was the match you're, you're referencing. He Otherwise, like, is a good mid card title match at some yes. Yeah. They're going to kick ass and it gets it gives Priest a good moment, you know. Yeah, I like that match a lot actually. I like honestly, guys, I like the card. It's a standalone card without any content. It's not a bad card. Yeah, I'm not saying it's great, but like there's good talent on that show. It'll be a good show, you know. God, the problem with Priest is that the only people he's beaten are Morrison and Miz. Yeah, I've Man, seen that. Yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> the only yeah. match they've done is just those two. Those two guys. Yeah, I mean that again. That's what I just don't. Like, he doesn't have a one-on-one win over not. I guess, I guess he beat Sheamus, so in a championship contender match. So okay, there's at least there's at least that. Uh, pro- before that, he beat Riker in March. Otherwise, just all Miz and Morrison. Jesus. So what else is on the card? Have we missed anything? Is that it? Usos and? Uh... Usos Mysterios. and Mysterios. yeah. And, and like, again, I haven't seen a lot of those matches, but I'm sure it'll be very good. It'll be good. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you put Usos in there with Rey Mysterio, it's like, it's going to be good. And then Dominic's there. And um, it'll be good. Like, I, I, again, guys, I think their pay-per-views 
have been consistently good for like years now. <laughs> like I really do. Like I will say, people good, have told me right? that. Yeah. People have told me that. A few guys I work with, they're like, look, the pay-per-views are good. I don't understand. Like, the, the TV sucks ass, but yeah. the pay-per-views are pretty decent. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, still, no, I can't do it. But the biggest problem is the TVs like make the pay-per-views worse actively. Like If you watch the pay-per-views without any context, you'll enjoy them more. Because yeah, Priest and Sheamus, I haven't seen them wrestle. If you just watch the pay-per-view and you see those like pre-match videos and stuff, you're like, oh, man, this is, this is awesome. Seems like they really... They've built this up. This is fun. This should be a good match and everything. And the matches are typically good. It's when you watch the television that you just again your interest be- gets killed. It's beating the stuff. it's beating the dead horse. I I know I understand that, but you gotta cut Rod of two hours. I understand yeah, why I it doesn't happen. I understand why you can't. I, I get all that, but you gotta. I, I, I'm if you cut if you cut that hour off of Raw, it'd make a world of difference probably. Yeah, they they ain't doing it. I don't so. know, man. I, I just think there's so much. Like, it, like, this is not the podcast to really delve into their creative issues. They're no. so deep at this point, and like, they're so it's such a philosophy thing that again, like, if you talk about, it, you just broken record at this point. You know, like I do. Like, we all know I, the deal. I, I do have a WWE related question for you two, though, that it came into the show with in my head. Why don't ask it to us? My God. No, just something to ponder. Just a generalized question here. Um, I saw that they're taping NXT after TakeOver on Sunday. And a lot of people think that this is where the whole rebranding starts. Do you do you think like it's going to be a noticeably different show right off the bat, or are they gradually going to step away from the NXT we know to what this new era is that Vince and these guys want? Oh, I think it'll be gradual. What about you, Jeremy? Yeah, I, I think it'll be gradual. And I think they're kind of doing it with, with the, the people. Like, I think Odyssey Jones, they they see something big in him. Right. I expect him to win the, this breakout tournament. I think they'll continue to just, like, introduce these people and they'll kind of cycle out guys yeah. like Karrion Cross. Like, right. I think Cross right. is going up to the main roster. He's basically already there. Um, I think they'll Gargano try to just cycle Tampa. I don't they're know. Kind of, they're interesting. They're, they're, they're ones to watch. So is Roddy Strong. So is um, there's another veteran guy that I'm, I'm forgetting. O'Reilly even to an extent. Like, so is yeah. Joe winning on Sunday, guys? I think Joe's winning on Sunday. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think, he, I think he is. I know you're so, not sold so, on this, Joseph. To me, the play is Joe win. I would have Joe just winning a squash at this point. And just so you can just move on. I mean, why not? Uh, honest yeah. to God, why not? Because if you had the balls to to feed cross to Hardy the way they did. And if Samoa Joe is, is who he is, right. Five minutes over and done with. Yeah. NXT cross goes to self in this, in this scenario. And like, to me, the play is rebuild that Joe monster for a couple months, pick your next guy, whoever right, it is like, swerve, Odyssey Jones, whoever, I don't care. Pick your next guy, have Joe put the middle and then move on. That's, that would be right. To me, that's the play here. The simple play. If it's cross and he vacates, I just think you're just shooting yourself for that one foot. Like, no, you got to give people something. You know, people love Joe. Just do the deal and then move. I I would have – I mean, I booked this. I would have Samoa Joe squash him and then Roddy Strong be the champ for the next decade with Bivens. <laughs> I mean, Roddy's that's a good hit with Dragunov uh, beating him. How excited are you for Ilya and Walter, Jack? I'm going to watch that. I'm going to actively, I'm not, like I said, I'll probably tune into SummerSlam because there's really nothing else to watch 
I'm not watching TakeOver, absolutely. But I will look at Twitter, and when I see the whole Walter Ilya's next, I'll turn it on. I'm not missing that. I'll let you know when Walter. Yeah, one of you guys. If one of you guys let me know, that'd be great because I'm not missing. Not watching the show? Are you kidding me? The NXT show (laughs) would be very good. Seriously, that would be very. It's five matches, dude. One of them Smojo, the other one's Volta. Like, (laughs) I actually should take, but I, I, I think what I'll do is I'll turn it on Walter Ilya. And I'll leave it on because I do want to. I, I am curious to see what they do with Joe and Cross. It's just good to have Joe. Like, look, let's be honest, I'm a big Joe fan. He's a big part of me, like, bum that he's not part of this old picture with Brian and Punk. Oh my God, the biggest part. But I'm just happy he's back. You know, like, I really thought he was done. I truly did. And, and I'm happy to have him back. I'm not going to waste these matches. I'll watch him. Absolutely. I think, I think that Cross and Joe kind of go short because. This O'Reilly Cole match, two out of three falls, like oh Jesus, this is going like forty five minutes or something. Probably, yeah. And like I, I, I like the, I like both of these guys. Like, I love know, Adam Cole. Yeah, Joseph knows I'm a big Adam Cole fan, yeah. and the, I, I was very excited for their first match, and then it was not my my cup of tea. Uh, their I, second match w- was very good. Like this one, it's you know a blend of both, as it's a street fight, and then it's a regular wrestling match, and then it's a cage match because you know everything's got to end in a cage and then at least not a ladder but this is going long this is going to be a long match and everyone knows i hate long matches so i'm already like prepared to not like this match and i don't i don't like that because i want to like this match i really do but if this is adam cole send-off it would not shock me if it's the main event i think it will be the main event would not shock me if this is the last match it main evented. It main evented last time. Colin O'Reilly over uh, Cross and Balor. Uh, yeah, it main evented. Like I think. I think this does main event. Huh. Especially if if Cross and Joe. If you're if you're doing a a squash and Joe wins the title, I think that's what should close the show because then you're closing with like a good moment. I think O'Reilly's winning on, on Sunday though, and I don't know what that means for Adam Cole's future. I, I just think O'Reilly is actually winning this feud. And I'm not reading into that means Cole is done. If Cole wins, obviously he's probably staying because they ain't putting. I don't think you're putting him over on the way out. Listen, I mean. crazy. <laughs> so the other said so you got Dakota and Raquel. Yeah, they're probably going to go twelve to fifteen. Yeah. What's the fifth title match? Oh no, L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes. Uh, twelve. They've, they've they've done a good job. With this feud, like Grimes is like actually, he's honestly their top baby face. Like the people are yeah. actually behind him. Yeah, I'm not sure if you want to give it like too much time. Their last match, and they did a ladder match, uh, but their their last match that was a singles match. The ladder match went 19 minutes. Their singles match went 13 minutes. Listen, they've had a good progression feud, and the people are into their stuff, so. What they give them, they give them. I don't think it needs more than, you know, 15 to me enough. More than yeah, that. But I agree. To me, I, again, I, I think the show will be good. It's another case of whether you're into the product or not. I think the actual show itself will be good, right? I am worried for this Cole O'Reilly match going 50 right. minutes and a lot of this happening. A lot of this. I do, yeah. I do think Adam's Adam's going to win. And really? I, I think, so you Adam, think he's or, saying? No, 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 I don't think Adam's going to win. Okay. He's going to lose. He's going to lose to Kyle because Adam's just an old school guy like that. And if Kyle's staying and Adam's going, Adam Adam will even say, no, I'm not winning this match. Like, Kyle's going to win. 
And honestly, I'm not as worried as everybody else about Adam Cole on Raw or SmackDown. I'm, I'm not. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm not Why? worried about it. Why, I, Jack? I think his personality, his personality is something that I really believe that report that Vince came away impressed with him as a person. And that was probably one of the few times that he met Adam and actually sat and talked to him like that. And I think yeah. Adam's presence as an entertainer can win Vince over to the point where they're not going to ruin the guy. He's just, he, yeah, we make fun of his size, but I think his, his, his attitude and presence make up for that. Man, I got no faith. I do. I have some. I have some. All right. What kind of drugs you got, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's this. Just finish the show with that. Is Adam Cole leaving? Yes. Instinct. so. Yeah. yeah, I think I think he's not. So we split there. Okay, really? that's cool. Well, I've always said Is Adam Cole staying in WWE? I, I think he's in that system for the next five years on contract. Whether he oh, lost I that, think, long yeah, I think he's leaving WWE. That's my. So you think? What do you think? I, I, think, think, main, I, 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 I think Adam's going to sign that contract, and I think he's going to stay. Okay, you're saying the main roster. Okay. Yeah, I think he's going to stay. He's going to Raw SmackDown. <laughs> I I think I think he's 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 beating Kenny Omega for the title at All Out. Well, well. <laughs> that, you know what though? That's that's such the interesting thing with Adam is that if Adam leaves Sunday, there is no ninety days. There is right. no Adam could do whatever the hell, yeah, he could, he could do whatever he wants. Yeah. So uh, Jeremy in the chat point point brings up a good point, and this uh-huh. is where I think that like I'm I don't know if Cole is going to leave, and he says Cole leaves, Breeze is gone, up up down down, pretty much done. He is so tight with Cesaro and Woods and those guys, like I could see him. He's a very nice guy. He's a very loyal guy as evident by him agreeing to this short-term extension when he could have just walked out the door. Like I could see him just being like, you know what? I like playing games with my friends on their channel and hanging out with them. He's getting, he's getting paid regardless, right? Like he's going to make good money. I could see him like this swaying him to that's That's the thing. And from Adam's perspective, and I, I don't want to get into too much of his personal life, but you got Brit. She's a top star over there. Okay. She's making a good living and she's a dentist in case people didn't know that. If Adam, I, now I'm not sure if it's a million, if it's the seven figure salary they're reporting or whatever, but I'm sure to stay, to keep them away. Adam was offered really, really, really good money. Yeah. Plus what he makes on the Twitch. What's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is Adam signs his deal. A year from now, they do another one of these things, and they tell him, well, yeah, we know you signed that contract, but out the door you go. He got to pick up some of those paychecks at least and then say, okay, well, that door at AEW is probably never really closed to me, so all right, I'll wait a little bit and I'll go there. What's the worst? What's what's the lose in this situation, really? And the day, Joe, I think I told you this last week we were talking. The days of, well, WWE burying Adam Cole damages his reputation going to another, that, does, that shit doesn't exist anymore. Because the fans know better. They could job Adam Cole out every week on Raw or SmackDown and then fire him. And if they do that, people are going to – they don't look at it as, well, he's damaged goods. They look at it as, well, yeah. the guy's finally going to get what he deserves. But he is different. There's not a lose if Adam stays with WWE here. There's really but not, I don't think. You have to say, though, while you're correct, <laughs> and it wouldn't take much rebuilding, he would enter the promotion in a very different position if he came in in a week than if he did in a year after losing on the main roster. It is Slightly, but I, nothing nothing that's not manageable. That's fair. You're right. I just think in terms of perception, it's like, 
I've, I've always thought he was staying. He should make a decision, obviously, that makes most sense to him. But like, I do think in terms of rep, he goes red hot if he just bounces. I mean, if he so, waits like, for them to damage him. I think it is different to me. Anyway. Like, imagine, ima- yeah, imagine the, the optics if we're debuting Punk and Brian on AEW now. And then Adam Cole, just fresh away from WWE, like a few days, you know, is sandwiched in between there somewhere, shows up on Dynamite next Wednesday or something like that. Yeah, then, he's like, he's their top guy in NXT. I don't care what anyone says. Like, has been for years, too. Yeah, like he he's their top guy. Like, you're right, Jack, that like he can lose on the main roster and it, it'll take nothing to rebuild. Like, look like they've done. I think you tweeted it, Joseph. Yeah, like, I, look like they've done with Malachi. Like, one match and we're like, oh, he's just going to kill yeah. poor Brock Anderson. Like, they can easily rebuild these guys, even if the, they get damaged by WWE. But like he goes in there, red hot coming. Yeah, right. Even yeah. if he loses the O'Reilly match, it's going to be a close, competitive match. People, people will think it's great. I, like I've seen know. some. I think I've seen some people say about Adam, and I get it because you could say it about ninety nine percent of the people that get released or leave the, or whatever that they were misused in WWE. The the strange part about Adam is. As far as his WWE contract and what he signed it for, you can't say that Adam Cole was misused in WWE. Right. He he wasn't misused, actually. He was presented as a top star from day one when he walked in and kicked Drew McIntyre in the face. And he's been that ever since. Yeah, the NXT brand, but he's been the top guy from day one when he right. walked in in Brooklyn. He actually won. Like, he went up to the main roster and won. On pay per view when he was the champion, <laughs> like he beat Brian, he beat Pete Dunne, beat like Bri- yeah, he like Adam Cole. He hasn't been mi- as much as people. He hasn't been misused in WWE, right? Not by yeah. any stretch. But within that is the truth, though, that everywhere he's been, he's been a top guy. So if I see in a year's time he's losing to you know Jackson Riker on television, that does matter. I, I agree with you. Then- it doesn't matter. Big picture, like it is different. Right, and then for 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 better or worse, to be in this position, no matter what happens within the next week or two, to be in a position where Vince McMahon drops what he's doing and says, "I want to talk to Adam Cole," I actually no, I have to talk to Adam Cole today. We hear all these stories about people waiting five hours out the outside the guy's office, and he says, "I have to talk to this guy today. Bring him in here." Like, I'll say this: Trent has made my point much better than I could, which usually happens on this show. In, in saying that the idea of a guy saying, no, you can't get me, I'm leaving, is much more powerful than them being listed in a bunch of releases. That's all I would say. Well, Adam Cole, I wish him the best. He should make that money. Nothing below. I'm just talking in an ideal world. He turns up after saying, no, I ain't taking that big big money main roster deal. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the most powerful way to do it. It doesn't mean he has to do it that way. It's his choice, obviously. But I'm just saying. All right, guys. We will be on Twitch. And, like, are we doing Twitch, Joseph? This is the thing we're doing. He's got like real stuff to do. I don't know. Wait, Jack, hold on. Hold on. on Jack's Wait, getting more wait. CM Punk scoops. <laughs> no, no, no more CM Punk scoops. I just gotta see. Right, no, I had my my mother was here, but I think she's gone. If she's gone, I'll do it. <laughs> oh my god, mother! Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, she, Sorry, mom. I'm talking. All right, she's talking, still here. I gotta talk and shout with go my with, with uh, my buddies here about wrestling. I ain't got time okay. to spend with you. No, ne- next next week I'll do this unless my baby's here. Next Fair. week I'll do this, I'll do this yeah. with you guys. Uh, I, I don't know if I can actually advertise this, but I'm gonna do it. Fuck it. Do it tomorrow. You can see Jack because on Patreon we're reviewing. Rampage. Yes, we're gonna do it right after as soon as Rampage yes. is over. We're doing the same thing we did last Friday, and we're just gonna stand. We're just gonna sit there for. 
you guys, what 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 needs to be advertised is youtube.com slash fightful at eleven ten after Rampage. Uh, myself and Alex Pulowski will be reviewing Rampage and WWE SmackDown. I don't know what these guys are talking about, but uh, I'm not trying to catch heat. All right. So you shouldn't go to patreon.com slash the distraction and, and watch that Rampage post show. You should stay here at youtube.com slash fightful and watch the Rampage and SmackDown post show. <laughs> I'm offended. I am offended. Distraction for look, look, man. Look, you know what you just did? You just respected the good name of Matt Confirmed Shoot. That's what you look, just guys. did right there. Look, you just disrespected. You I'm not worried about me or Joseph. Outlaw mud shows, but I got bosses <laughs> to attend to. Disgraceful, folks. Politics. <sighs> oh, man. Oh, God. Uh, Jack, plug everything. You're here. No, just time. follow me on Twitter at jcrosbycbs. And watch our show tomorrow night. <laughs> Joseph. Well, listen, man, I, you know, everyone knows the deal with me. At Joe Holborn, let's have fun. You know, whether SummerSlam is your thing or the Rampage, just enjoy it, man. What a ride this is right now. It's awesome. But I also want to apologize if my internet connection has been bad. I am a British person. It's very hard. We don't have good internet here. Sorry, guys. Guys, we'll be on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Joseph will be there. I just got my PS. Look, guys, look. Plug it. Patreon.com slash The Distraction. Which, uh, what, 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 what kind of truck did you get that off of? Uh, I got it I got it a GameStop drop. You, you got it off a truck. Yeah. I, I, I went fast and furious. Remember the first one where they just robbed trucks for goods before yes. they were in space and stuff? Yeah, that's what I did. Got the pals together and uh and uh robbed the truck. <sighs> Joseph will be on Twitch. I'll be setting on my PS. And Patreon tomorrow. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming, patreon.com slash the distraction, FightfulSelect.com. Thank you guys. Everyone, enjoy y'all's evening. Join us on Twitch. We'll talk to y'all over there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.